Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. We're rolling. <laughs> welcome. We're rolling. <laughs> what a joke. We have a... <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome to episode 36 of First Frames First. I'm this... your host, Jason Green. I'm your other host, Adrian Constant. And this is our guest. We have a guest. <laughs> Special guest star, Chris Gregg. Hello. Uh, crew Chris Gregg. <laughs> That's right. And what what is a crew? Well, let's get into that. He he runs uh, the uh, uh, Muay Thai uh, boxing gym in Kitchener called TKO Fighting Arts and uh, has been helping us with uh, our Art of Eight Limbs Muay Thai series that we've been making for Bell. So Essentially, basically, it wouldn't have been possible. We needed a partner in order to move forward. We're the film guys, and we needed... Someone who knew about Muay Thai, knew about Muay Thai in the region, knew how to set up a show, and Chris came on board as our partner Thank to Christ. help us to help us make that happen. Because otherwise, we probably would have just uh, nothing would have happened. I mean, welcome, Chris. Welcome. welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, they say to never trust a man who has two first names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got three, so you're okay. <laughs> Do you have three first names? Uh, What's your middle name? John. <laughs> the most generic of all <laughs> you keep that one hidden yeah That's yeah, right. um so uh let's yeah let's start off by uh i suppose just talking about how we met or do you want to talk about i just want to just before we move on yeah what is a crew because nice. you, you introduced him as crew chris greg yes what is a crew uh so crew is basically just means instructor and in tie so um basically it's a de- designation that you get from like uh thailand right so and crew means instructor so uh you need to get that designation from like a, an official thai affiliate so like if it was just like uh you know a person that started a muay thai gym but they don't have any ties back to thailand right. they wouldn't have the qualification or certification to name anybody crew because the, mm-hmm. the certification has to come from Thailand. Okay. Um, now, we were on your website the other day. And by the way, just uh, the style of the show is we cut you off all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and each other. That's just the way it works. Um, we were on your website the other day. And we I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, you're a... a a teacher of teachers. What, what, you, yeah. On the website, it wasn't just crew. It was something else. Yeah, so uh, crew, yeah, which basically it's uh, means chief instructor. So that would be like the head instructor of the gym. It does have like um, a little more savoir flair maybe. <laughs> but basically, um, like I get my like certification from a, a Thai uh, like 
McGovern or whatever, like uh, John Suchard from Toronto. He's Thai, and he gets his certification from World Muay Thai Council, WMC. And then, so he has the ability to name people crew, right? As crew, yeah, uh, a John Suchard has given me the ability to um, not necessarily name people crew, but to put their names forward as ah. uh, a crew, right? So, and they have to go through a process. Like, it's not just like, I want that guy to be crew. And then he's like, okay, that guy's crew. But <laughs> he does, <clears throat> he's given me the trust that like, I know what I'm doing because I've come up under him for so long or whatever, that if there's someone that I feel uh, is worthy of the appointment of crew, I put their name forward. And most of the time, like a John Suchar has to have some sort of uh, like one-on-one connection with them. But most of my people, even before they get to that point, I send them to a John to do training. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would already know who they are. Mm. Um, but so Kruya is like chief instructor. There's also the uh, Puchoy crew. Mm-hmm. I did see that too. Yeah. Which is like Puchoy is basically the assistant. Mm-hmm. So you, the levels go like Puchoy crew, which would be like assistant instructor, crew, which is instructor, crew ya, which is um chief instructor which is like kind of like you own the gym or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's also puchoy ajan which is like ajan is master or professor of muay thai so that's like one level under that and then there would be ajan and then like master i guess mm-hmm. so now the, if people call you crew chris do you say whoa, whoa, whoa. crew yeah crew yeah uh no actually i personally because i would <laughs> i actually i like just crew uh to me like the crew yeah it's it is a designation but I, to me it's more just familiarizing with the fact that you're the gym owner and mm-hmm. and like yeah it, you know someone could say oh that's crew yeah you know but uh for me like crew is is good enough it's like you know i'm it's all about the one syllables, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, Chris, Greg. Crew, too much. One tug, one tug over the line, fellas. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, crew, when I, you know, especially if, uh, like, even with the kids, you know, at the gym or whatever, I just say crew, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's good enough for me. I will say, um, so, I, you know, our the people that watch the show have heard us talk about this a couple times, but... Um, you know, when we first kind of kicked off the idea of doing a, a documentary about Muay Thai to Bell, um, you know, I had been doing Muay Thai for a couple months. Adrian uh, had, I don't know if you heard this story, but mm-hmm. he uh, did Muay Thai in South Korea. South Korea, yeah. And and then went to Thailand to... Yeah, just do, for a month. Just for like a little bit of uh, uh, tourism Muay Thai, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it is huge tourism in Thailand. They like you mm-hmm. go there, you you live at the gym, you train for a month, and then you fight someone, and then they send you on your way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm pretty sure I fought a bus driver. I mean, I'm pretty. He wasn't like because <laughs> it felt like he was the biggest guy that they could find. They were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're gonna fight on Friday night? Are you fighting?" <laughs> and the, and the, um, and the, I get at one point in the fight, he just kind of was like. Okay, this is heating up too much. I got to drive a, a 
a tuck tuck tomorrow so he just <laughs> fell down like, I'm out. it just hit me <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it felt like but it was cool it was great mm. and and how long have you been uh doing muay thai yourself uh well i started uh i guess learning muay thai in 2000 was when i started i did various other martial arts before that but uh i started at tko actually before i took it over and then so in 2000 is when I started that. And I actually went to TKO because I thought it was a kickboxing gym. I didn't even know what Muay Thai was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was training and like I knew like I did kickboxing before uh, I went to TKO. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the kickboxing gym that was in town or whatever, but they would never get me fights. But I always seen TKO at the fights. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well... I'll go to that gym because they seem to be getting their people fights, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went there and I didn't even know what Muay Thai was, but I knew these guys had, oh, these guys, they like kick weird and, you know, they throw knees sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't. So just, just give our, <laughs> give the people uh, just a sense of what, what are s- all what? six people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just... One of them is my mom uh, <laughs> and the other one's his dad. <laughs> But but tell people what Muay Thai is. We've been telling them, but uh, tell them what Muay Thai is and just a little bit of difference The difference between, between kickboxing and Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, a good place to start would be at the Art of Eight Limbs, which, uh, you know, I really love that you guys came up with that title. You know, you originally had your original title and then... Uh, originally, we were going to go with... KW Combat. Yeah, KW and, Combat I to- with a K. and I told you that was pretty cheesy, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Good yes. call. And uh, he, Jay loved it. Yeah. Jay put his foot down. He loved the name, but the art of eight limbs. It's, it's yeah, stuck. no. Yeah. I. Uh, but you know, I, I loved when you guys came back and and you know KW Combat or whatever is so generic and it's so like washed, mm-hmm. and then and then you you came back and I t- you know it seemed like you actually did some research or something, you know, and then you came back with this awesome name and I was like, well, what I felt was awesome. And yeah. I was like, man, that makes so much more sense now. Like that's yeah. something I would be into, right? Well, it's, it, it does, it's not only like KW combat is only about the fighting. Whereas the art of Ed limbs sort of, it, it, it feels like it goes deeper. Yeah, it like the waters. Yeah, yeah. It just runs a little deeper than just fighting, mm-hmm. which is, which is great. And I do love that the you know they do call it the art of eight limbs and mm-hmm. and they uh you know because of the because it's very specific to muay thai um you know you you kind of get away from you know just combat in general like mm-hmm. what is kw combat it could be anything but this this really is a muay thai documentary mm-hmm. which is which i think is really cool so the difference yeah. in kickboxing like people understand kickboxing well and and i think just what we're talking about is is almost almost that as well right like where muay thai you have this art that's like it's all encompassing and it, it's something of its own where like kickboxing it's like combat you know mm-hmm. like right. these guys are like fighting right and aside from the rules like the rules are very different but the the what goes into it like what goes into muay thai like with the lifestyle and and the rituals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I'm pretty sure even in kickboxing, the relationships are deep as well. But, you know, um, it's just like that much deeper and it has more heritage and, and it, you know, 
it has the art behind it you know mm -hmm. kickboxing definitely is is like an art but like kickboxing came from karate right so it was like a bunch of tough karate guys that were like fighting karate and they needed like a place to fight each other actually right mm -hmm. and then and then it then it was like ex-boxers that were like couldn't make it as full-time boxers so then they were like well we'll just do this kickboxing thing and we'll just box these guys that don't know how to box right and then they would so then like uh, kickboxing itself has a rule where you have to throw eight kicks like there's a person counting that you oh. count your kicks right wow. because it gets so like boxing heavy because like you know it's right the boxers are like we're taking over the sport right mm -hmm. so then there was like where like in muay thai you know you'll you know no one's counting any kicks but you know there's like the knees and the elbows and everything but just the whole style of fighting is different too right they should add headbutts <laughs> there actually is there is an art uh this guy on uh it's like i don't want to butcher the it's like lith lithway or something but he's uh it's like a style of fighting and he and it had it's like muay thai exactly but with headbutts and you see this guy on the pads and he's like headbutting the pad and everything it's like pretty uh, wow. bad, badass man where, where does it come from uh, like well lithway or oh, something no, like no, okay some european yeah you you could be the first gym in <laughs> to start headbutting people yeah <laughs> It'd be amazing you should watch this guy on i have him on instagram man it's crazy and yeah. like you see these guys fighting and i think it is mostly like thai fighters they'll do this right because they're just making money right mm -hmm. and they'll like fight these guys and like they're just headbutting each other and you're like no i don't yeah. i don't want that that's what you gotta protect man <laughs> yeah. that's the line that's yeah the that's thing. i don't know i think that's the line for me like yeah. i just headbutt <laughs> yeah. game over um so tell me what at the beginning of the fight there's a they put the the uh kong mong kong on mm -hmm. what what is what does that symbolize and what is that well, the, the Mong Kong, it's like the, well, Muay Thai in general is very like spiritual and very superstitious, mm -hmm. right? So the Mong Kong, uh, it has like a spiritual aspect where like, you know, this is the teacher like putting this on the student, right? So the Mong Kong can never be put on like from a student to another student. It always oh. has to be like a higher up putting it on yeah and then like you say a prayer the prayer can be <clears throat> it can be specific to like muay thai like a muay thai prayer or it can be specific between the two people it could be like gym specific you know but just something yeah. to kind of like um you know you're sending this person on right that's right and you know what in the, in the episode that i'm editing right now jay woo he gets into the ring and I didn't realize this because I wasn't I wasn't around at that point but one right. of the camera guys was filming and um, Jay and his instructor Shannon they say a little prayer at the side mm -hmm. of the ring I was like that is awesome mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually excited to hear what he says because we have him mic'd so it's gonna be interesting mm -hmm. to hear what He's he probably says like dear Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let that axe kick hit get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only no. I knew. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, please don't uh, let Jay get hurt. Yeah. So 
yeah but the mong kong itself too actually has um like uh can be identification as well so like you'll know like oh this mong kong due to its styling is from this particular gym or belongs to this particular fighter yeah so like it can be personalized as well um but yeah so that's pretty much the gist of the mong kong there Very cool. and there's like they do the charms on the mm-hmm. on the arms and stuff and all that stuff it's all blessed by monks as well like so mm-hmm. when you buy a mong kong like before you use it you should take it to get blessed so um like a lot of times well, all, all our mong kongs were blessed either in thailand by the priest or like a john suchar blesses our our uh, mong kong as well sure so it isn't just about <laughs> punching a guy in the face no no there's, there's more to it than that yeah for sure for sure i mean i think the punching the people in the face is what uh gets people in the door gets people <laughs> yeah, in the door totally. but what keeps them is uh you know i have to say the word is the community right and uh that was one of the biggest things um you know i did kickboxing and i done i've done like lots of different martial arts and i'm not like and i was younger when i did them so the whole idea of community was not as like prevalent as now prevalent as now because i don't understand it as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. back then as i do now but uh one of the biggest things like going from the kickboxing gym to the muay thai gym was like that whole sense of like whoa man like these guys are all together like this is like a big family and then like once you start to get in the game a bit more and then you're like oh not just the gyms are just these little segregated uh, pods of people that like fight each other it's like no everyone's kind of together and like yeah we fight each other but like we're all here together doing it and we're all moving in the same direction like going down the same river i guess right amazing so and that was like that community from Muay Thai was like one of the biggest things and I think when you go to Thailand too like I'm sure it's a lot more like separated in the fact that like you know obviously those guys are doing it for money and they're trying to make their well-being but they are all doing it together and like Mm -hmm. just the whole Thai people like my experiences in thailand was always like they do live in these little communities where like kind of you know this person makes bread and this person catches fish and this person cooks the fish and this person you know gathers fruit and this person cuts it and we all pool our resources and and make it happen for each other right mm-hmm. this bunch driver this bus yeah yeah yeah, that's his job. Well, the thing know. is, I mean, he made a couple. He made a couple extra bones, yeah. and um, I think when they know it's your, if because they, when they know it's your first fight, <clears throat> or right at the beginning, if you go in there and get smashed, you'll never come back. Mm-hmm. But now there's a chance. You're like, okay, my <laughs> you know, if, sure. if you, then slowly, gradually, you can start. You can fight someone who's, you know, amazing. Um, so tell us about your fight career. Um, where, where, where are you from originally? Ah, just Kitchener, born and yeah. raised here. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, where? What, tell us about your fight career. Like, uh, what happened? Who did you? 
Well, um, again, like I started in the, the kickboxing or whatever. So um, I, well, I, I had my experience with kickboxing at the other gym. So, and then I wanted to fight though. So, and I wasn't getting fights at that other gym. So I came to TKO. And then like within a month, you know, the, the Steve Witter, like my coach or whatever, he was like, you know, I was just doing the beginner class and he's like, calls me to the back. He's like, you want to fight? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so then. That's uh, why I joined. Yeah. He's like, well, we're having fights next week, you know, or in two, in two weeks, you want to fight? So I was like, yeah. So I had that first fight and like totally gassed out or whatever you know and it was like what every first fight usually is right so um but that's where i started i actually started fighting in the kickboxing because like you know we were a muay thai gym but kickboxing was like i don't want to say more popular at the time but it had a lot of popularity mm -hmm. so um and so a lot of my like beginner fights were in kickboxing or whatever because I didn't even know like what the Muay Thai was or whatever but the Muay Thai was always going on but I was just focused on kickboxing because that's what I knew from before so I did a, did a bunch of kickboxing fights like same thing just doing amateur fights and then uh, personally I wasn't really like planning on being good or anything i just like i just wanted to fight like um you know wanted to keep myself busy mm -hmm. and uh, give myself something to do so, so it wasn't like an aspiration to fight in the mma uh, in in um no ultimate like ufc that. or anything like that you just you just wanted to fight yeah i now, just is is kickboxing as prevalent today in ontario as muay thai it's definitely not yeah so it has changed, changed. Hey, yeah. the popularity has yeah. changed like muay thai because even a chris from double dragon he was like muay thai is just like exploded yeah like it's yeah. just going crazy the number of muay thai gyms and he was saying kickboxing has become so expensive to to get officials to come out to have a kickboxing event mm -hmm. that the kickboxing gyms are like well we want to fight we also want to so they come over to Muay Thai mm -hmm. because it's because the price is more reasonable. Yeah, definitely. It's it's taken that uh, whatever paradigm yeah. shift or whatever. Wh why do you think kickboxing is less? Uh, Muay Thai is just way better. As soon as I started fighting Muay Thai, I was like <laughs> never going back to kickboxing. Well, I actually did go back to kick. I was like, I was probably one of the few people that I would fight a kickboxing fight one week a muay thai fight the next week then like a k1 fight the week after and i would just switch between all three what's the difference between k1 and kickboxing <clears throat> so k1 you can like strike to the kickboxing is everything above the waist right oh. so you can't kick the legs and um it's very like point heavy okay. so like you know they're looking for like points i guess right um they still have like the 10 9 like a boxing fight but you know it's like everything's a point oh you kick the guy in the head that's three points mm -hmm. sort of thing right okay isn't karate very points driven too yeah so and just like what i was saying how like the kickboxing came from came from karate kar bare knuckle karate is that a thing yeah it was it's, and like and that's what i mean right is like the karate guys probably wanted a 
something where like they could do it legally mm-hmm. you know maybe make some money make some fame so then they had to adapt it to fall into some sort of like rule set to get mm-hmm. some sort of sanction from the government so that they could do it mm-hmm. which meant okay well you got to wear gloves and because you're hitting with your feet you got to pad your feet you know what i mean yeah and that's where like all of a sudden kickboxing was born right yeah do they wear kickboxing? Do you wear little? You wear feet, gloves, yeah. feet, feet yeah. on your gloves, uh, booties. gloves on your feet, booties. <laughs> That's adorable. Kickboxers are adorable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, compared when you compared to like elbows and like elbows and knees that are, have no padding, mm-hmm. you're like. Whoa. Do you ever? Do you ever? Do you ever uh, talk to a kickboxer and say, "Oh, you guys don't use your knees and elbows. You, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cute." <laughs> Adorbs. <Yeah. laughs> you're yeah. like, no. Uh, there's so few kickboxes around these days and they all know their place (laughs) (laughs) see that's 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 gonna knock on your door that's podcasting gold (laughs) somebody's gonna come to TKO hey anytime anytime amazing so um, yeah I guess I guess uh, I mean a, thank you for doing this. B, thank you for helping us put the show together because um, at first we thought, oh, you can just put on put on a show. This would be easy. Uh, well, well, what we thought was because shows happen all the time anyway, mm-hmm. we could just like piggyback on a show. That was already happening. We would just like, you know, <laughs> finagle it. We just finagle it so that the fighters that we were hoping to film would be in the show and so it, mm-hmm. it would just be like a really smooth operation little did we know because because how... what we wanted was we wanted every fight in the the showcase or, or the mm-hmm. fight night to be uh regional people matched up against regional people we yeah. thought this is gonna be easy there's five or six or seven muay thai gyms in the area we figured there's gonna be lots of fighters so give us a little bit of a rundown on how that went, and uh, and just the the general sense of what it's like finding 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 fighters. fighters. Yeah. Like do you, you guys have fighters that are awesome. Yeah, that can't get fights because different reasons. Yeah, and I I would when you're talking about this, just touch on the the cancellation thing because mm-hmm. we had no <laughs> idea. Even speaking to um, Stefan at uh, at Mass, he was saying. He's like, he wants to fight. He's Mm -hmm. hungry to fight. But like to find a guy, then you find the guy, then the guy has to make weight. Then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just all these, the stars have to align in such a way that what you end up doing is you end up having fights canceled all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. really difficult, especially like from my perspective, if I was dieting, working out every day, getting ready for a fight, and then you arrive at the fight venue... And your 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 opposite number, he doesn't he hasn't done the work or mm-hmm. she hasn't done the work. I would be so angry. Yeah, I would lose my shit. You've got two months. You've been working yeah. towards this, and this fucking prick hasn't hasn't eaten his veggies. He's been eating his McDonald's burgers like an asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, doesn't make his weight or the blood work doesn't come in. And you're like, come on, guy. Well, that's that definitely uh, something that definitely had to address uh before <clears throat> I, well i remember when you guys came to me and and you know 
I could see the green in your eyes. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys are idiots. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'll take your hand and lead you through yeah. the pasture. So, and I, and, uh, you know, I talked to you guys about some of the hurdles and, you know, you guys were pretty receptive of all those things. But, you know, just the fight that I had prior to the other eight limb show that I had, I guess it was maybe like six months prior to that it was the september right so i had nine cancellations what was the title of that show uh muay thai fights yeah. at maxwell's i mean that's a good title but i don't know i like the art of eight limbs <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm gonna have to talk to these guys about some copyright issues here <laughs> just keep it rolling keep it rolling but uh so you had nine cancellations nine cancellations the week of the show and and it's how, how many how many how many fights in a show roughly in your shows so uh and like what i told you guys too like eights on the low end 14s on the high end right so at my last show there in september the muay thai fight show i actually had uh 14 fights like 15 potential fights lined up i'm like oh my god we got like we didn't have any cancellations like this show is gonna last forever like i don't want this many fights but you book that many fights because someone's bound to whatever their dog died or whatever you know yeah so then and uh, listen if a dog <clears throat> dies it's really sad it is and of sad. course you should take I you just... don't want to you want your dog to die and then get punched in the face I just take the think, time you need. I just think, <laughs> hey, just what? leave the dogs. <laughs> Nobody cares about the dogs. No, we do care about the dogs. Um, I just think that if somebody's going to get involved in a Muay Thai fight right from the beginning, because there's money on the line, mm -hmm. a show costs an amount of money. Mm -hmm. Costs like to put a show on. You, you, we were looking at minimum ten grand, mm -hmm. eight to ten grand to put a show on. So if a fighter says yes. Like you put down four hundred bucks, yeah. You get that four hundred bucks back when you fight. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it, because you should you should not be able to just be like, yeah, I'm not feeling the best. Yeah, no, and I uh, totally agree with that. It's it'd be hard to, it would be something I feel like, on an organizational standpoint, like say from MTO, like Muay Thai and Terry, the organization, like right. I I feel like, you would have to in order to get that going like you know that'd be something maybe you would do through them mm -hmm. like if they could enforce oh, that but it would somehow. But it would, and 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 but. you could have the you could have the gym in theory yeah you could have the gym pay the not yeah. not necessarily mm -hmm. the kid because yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe the kid is mm -hmm. totally it's know, just 10. look look if you because because people are investing time they're investing money so like it just it's it's not that you want to bankrupt the person but listen if you're fight if you're going to cancel Mm -hmm. it's got a sting just a little bit it may be yeah. not 400 bucks maybe just a couple hundred bucks no i but, totally agree but it just stings so you're like oh we won't for, do that again for us like the the suggestion that you made early on which was because we had always said we wanted to have five episodes mm -hmm. right so we we're like we just need five fights right mm -hmm. and you're like no you need <laughs> 10 <laughs> fights yeah 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 because five of them are going to quit. And we were like, oh, everybody's going to, this is a TV show, man. Everybody's going to want to mm -hmm. be part. Nobody's going to cancel. And I think we had, if I recall correctly, we had eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think nine was I the think final. we had nine. Mm -hmm. 
and but that was this just local. This, this was just nine local, local, and then you had maybe another five or six or. No, I think. Well, I think. I think there was only nine fights total. I thought. Mm-hmm. At the end, there was. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but I mean, we had we had for us to for us to film. We were filming like Aaron's fight. Yeah. We were. These are the these are the ones that we were filming that actually canceled. Mm-hmm. So we we had three or four that got canceled from our show. Mm-hmm. So you had a couple extras, mm-hmm. and uh, on the fight night, <clears throat> we had uh, we don't want to give things away, but we had a scare that one of our fights wasn't going to happen at all, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we thought we would only have four shows, and we were talking the whole time, if we only have four shows, we're going to do a, we're going to do a whole show about how shows get canceled all the time because we yeah. we wouldn't have had a fifth show and uh, it just worked out on the night and we we got our five shows for the night so that was amazing mm-hmm. but uh yeah that was that was hectic yeah so putting a show like this together like the art of eight limbs mm-hmm. what is it what does it take where do you start what are some of the what are some of the cornerstones of building a a show like this well definitely uh for me it's having my well i have like a team that i use Mm -hmm. um and just making sure that those guys are on board too um like doing a show or putting on an event i guess Mm -hmm. is a better way to put it it's a lot of work and you know i'm good at certain things and you know i have people that are better at other things than i am at those things so um for me it's it's about getting those people on board first and then it's, you know, then it's just the grind. It's like on the phones, on the emails every day. And it's and it's funny too because like you can't be too early contacting people mm-hmm. and you can't be too late either. There's a perfect window of time. Because like people don't want to give their fighters too soon and they don't want to, and then it's too late, right? Mm-hmm. So even... Uh, like it's funny because like there's a show in August and like I got contacted for August but I'm like well I'm not giving any fighters because I'm going to provincials at the end of July right right? so like it's poor timing for them to have a show early August because of the provincials Mm -hmm. they know that but but you know I know of shows in September I know of shows in October and these are like big shows like but I'm just like I'm not prepared to put my like uh you know commit my guys because like i'm not sure where my guys are going to be at that time like mm-hmm. in their own headspace right and and uh so and especially dealing with amateur right like that's you know there's a level of amateur where you know you know this guy wants to do it and he wants to go but then there's a level of amateur where like yeah, this guy's in school, he's studying for exams, he's like, maybe he's just starting a new job, maybe he's got a girlfriend, who knows, right? Yeah. So, and, and all those variables. So, when you're putting on a show, like, you know, the timing, actually, when you contacted us about doing the show, I was yeah. just talking about putting the show on for September, which is still <laughs> coming up, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so... <laughs> and, just to put it into context, we contacted you in January, February. I think it was February. February, and, and we and we put the show on April twenty eighth. April twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. So it was like as soon as like we went, we spoke. We we did speak. As, we, I don't think we spoke to you first. 
No, we no, spoke to we spoke to, Mass. we spoke to Mass and and to you guys TKO. Then we went to Darkside yeah. and um, yeah, both 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 guys had good things to say about you. They had worked with you both, and so we were mm. just like, this is this is the guy. He well, says what, yes. What I liked go. what I liked about what you had to say in our first meeting, you were like, look, well, I'd like to do this. Whatever you guys need, blah blah blah. blah. Um, but you said you should probably choose one gym to run the show and just because uh at first we were thinking uh, you know a bunch of you guys could team up and kind of help put the whole thing on together Mm -hmm. and your suggestion which which we ended up uh you know taking which i think worked out really well was you just said look if you if you want me to partner up and work with these other guys that's fine but i just think that you should probably choose one chief Mm -hmm. and have them drive it because too many cooks in the kitchen and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was very smart. <clears throat> like, I think, you know, and I appreciate it. Having you, you know, run the show and you had your guys that were doing the different things, um, it it ran, in my mind, pretty smooth. Even though half the time I was like, do we have people? Uh, <laughs> w- what's going on? You know? Yeah. Uh, because from our end, we just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, number one, for, for us, what was really important was the matchups, mm-hmm. right? So I couldn't get the matchups fast enough because <laughs> we needed to like, start. Like, relax, man. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't matter. But, but, for, but, for, but for us, we knew we needed to do a bunch of filming leading uh, up to the fight, right? Yeah, Whereas for, sure. for you, because it added an extra layer of complexity because mm. normally for you, you would just be like, yeah, I just set people up. And then on fight night, we just show up. Mm-hmm. But for us, we had all that extra filming to do. Mm-hmm. The, because we really... Now, we showed you the the pretty close rough cut of episode number one tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about that in just a second. But you kind of get a sense of the extra stuff that we did, oh, right? You got, sure. a, you got a good feeling of who the fighters are. A little bit of kind of how the gym works in the city and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so those were the pieces that we needed to capture before mm-hmm. any fighting actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I was always like, how are we doing? Okay, okay, these two are matched up. Okay, it's time to start filming, yeah, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, right? Um, so yes, so we're going to talk about the episode. I just, just putting a show together. Yeah. Uh, some of the cornerstones that I, like the venue, mm-hmm. locking the venue in place for a specific yeah, date. Yeah, that was a nice little hurdle and everything that we overcame there yeah so like may yeah because the thing is we basically got the only free saturday that <laughs> maxwell's has for the next 400 years yeah like they it just was had a weird it was it so weird they had because that's the first thing you do you find out the venue you find out the date and we were looking we were talking initially about a wednesday thursday night mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, we happen to have nothing on Saturday, the 28th of April. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, we'll take it. And then also, too, we had to MTO, the sanctioning body, also had two shows already on that date. So we had to approach. Well, well now let's let's mention that MTO, the, the governing body, number Muay one. Thai, Ontario. So, so I, Muay Thai, Ontario. Let me just say uh, that... I talked to Muay Thai Ontario before I talked to you guys. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I learned was that you can't just put on a fight night. So that was, <laughs> that was again, this was... What, man. I can't just use all your fighters? <laughs> this was just... TV! TV, <laughs> Originally, I thought, stupidly, which is fine, but I thought, we're just going to go to these gyms, we're going to get a bunch of people, we're going to put them in a place, and they're going to fight each other. 
you cannot do that. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I, in fact, we could not even put on a Muay Thai fight. It has to be put on by a gym, mm-hmm. and it has to be sanctioned and approved yeah. by the governing body. And so, of course, that makes sense. But we didn't think of that. Um, and so they only have the ability, like the actual referees, to, uh, to do two to do shows, two shows on a day. in any given day. Yeah. And our day, even though that was the one day <laughs> that we got the the, the, venue. the venue for, they had two shows for that day. Mm-hmm. So, but they hadn't been confirmed. Mm-hmm. So right. the two clubs had come, they had said, we're thinking about this date. They had sort of penciled it in. And that's where you, did you... I assume you ran down to the gym and like elbowed somebody in the face. No, actually after. So what ended up happening was MTO sent like the letter or email to those two gyms saying like, someone is looking for this date. You need to put your deposit in or you're going to lose the date. And actually both gyms put their deposit in. Ow! What? Yeah. So, so then... So uh, how did we do this? So... I talked to MTO and I was like, well, who are the gyms? Give me their emails or their numbers and I'll talk to them. So I sent um, both gyms a message saying like, listen, this is what I'm doing and this is like my stakes or whatever. Like I understand you got the, the, the deposit down and everything, right. but you know, if it's possible and you can move your date... Um, that would really help me out, right? We're doing something really solid for the Muay Thai community. And, and uh, so then the one gym was like, uh, no, we're like, we already have like sponsors and all that stuff. And then the other gym was like, they actually, like, they bent pretty, like, I won't say bent, but they were like, yeah, you, you can have the date. We didn't really like whatever anyways, right? So I was like, oh, I'll help you out. So actually they just had their show there was the early July show. So I gave, I, I was, (laughs) I just sacrificed Dan. I'm like, Dan, I'll fight. (laughs) So then, uh, and that's like a, like I actually gave him Dan and then this other girl that has like, she has like 15 fights too. So it's two like really good athletes. I didn't even just like give them like, Oh, here's two kids, you know? Cause I told him I'd support and I said, I'll give you Dan. He has the title. If you can find someone that's eligible to fight the title, you boom, title fight on your show, right? Oh, man. Now, just to, just to, when you say title fight, the title is? What is the title? So the Muay Thai Ontario title. Um, In his weight category. Yeah. Is Dan's. Yeah. So oh, is it still, still Dan's? Dan's? Yeah, like the the way that you crushed him. The the way that well, the I love the Muay Thai Ontario because uh, of the way they do their belt system. A lot of organizations allow promoters to make belts, so you could have like if my promotion is Muay Thai fights, your promotion would be Art of Eight Limbs. So a lot of uh, sanctions would be like you'd be like, oh, I want to have an Art of Eight Limbs belt. <gasps> We do want to have an Art of Eight Limbs belt. So then, and the promote or the sanction would be like, sure. And then you pay them whatever, 400 bucks. And then now there's an Art of Eight Limbs belt at 147. And then mm-hmm. these two guys fight for it. These two guys don't have to, like, usually you get one really good guy and one guy that's going to lose to that really good guy, right? <laughs> You're loving it, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. We want a belt. We want to make, make belts. But 
can we have a belt? <laughs> no. But uh, the the best thing about MTO is they actually accumulate points. So like you get, I think it's like a hundred points for a win, ten points for a loss, and zero points or whatever. I don't know for nothing, right? And then uh, you can only fight for a belt if you're in the top five of the points. Mm -hmm. So like even Dan and uh, Shane's fight because Shane hasn't fought enough times mm -hmm. in Ontario in Muay in MTO Muay Thai Ontario. It wouldn't be a t it couldn't be a title because fight. he doesn't yeah. have accumulation of enough yeah. points to get him into the top five. So what you're saying is, so long as I lose a lot. <laughs> but, but I could have the belt. Yeah. Well, which well, belt? Uh, which belt do you want? I don't know. <laughs> Just any belt. So so. If I lose a lot, but then win the the title fight, then mm -hmm. I can have the belt. That's right. That's oh, right. Fuck yeah. So. So there's always a chance. <laughs> there's always a chance. I mean, it's a yeah. I mean, we're stretching it. Yeah, he keeps telling me that the tall guy always wins. So, but not when we fight. <laughs> I'm going to crush your face with my elbow. I'm serious. Yeah. So, uh, it's good to have a dream. <laughs> but yeah, so I gave them like Dan and this other girl for their fight, but they couldn't find any opponents for them. So we didn't go down. But, <gasps> okay. But, uh, but yeah, they were gracious enough to, so we did have like, it that was, was kind of like, uh, stars aligning, you know what I mean? That and, is really and, uh, tense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if Bell wants to hear how fragile this whole enterprise was. <laughs> but uh, this is kind of this is kind of cool to hear yeah. all these pieces. Just teetering on so, the edge. You're, you're lucky you came to the ace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you, you've got you've got venue. You've got uh, doctor. Mm -hmm. Doctor. So so this was the other thing that I remember you saying was that, that after <clears throat> you get the venue, you have to get the doctor because mm -hmm. without the doctor, it's not because you get the venue, you get MTO says yes. And you have to get a doctor because otherwise the show doesn't go on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, can you just talk about confirming the doctor? Yeah, well, uh, we got Dr. Dave. Like uh, you guys met Dr. Dave, so he's uh, he's actually pretty prominent doctor, and like that does a lot of fights in uh, Ontario. So he's he's great. Um, he does like professional boxing and everything. So you know he's done tons of amateur shows. So he knows his way around. So. And he pretty much, uh, like to us, <clears throat> you know, he'll do it unless he can't do it. Mm -hmm. So it's I, great to have that contact. Uh, I even that. loved how he was like, yeah, I'll totally talk on your, mm -hmm. like we, we filmed him. He's going to be, yeah. Dr. Dave will be, uh, you know, making some commentary in probably one, at least one, maybe yeah, a couple yeah, of the shows. Yeah, we, yeah. we did have a pretty decent interview with him. Yeah. So... We tried to, a couple of the guys that we took interviews from, we'll kind of put it through a couple of the episodes, in theory, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but uh, maybe Dr. Dave, maybe in one or two, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. uh, but he was, he was a character. He yeah, yeah. He, was awesome. <laughs> he was awesome. It was fantastic. One of the things he said was, he's like, these guys need, they have a fire in their belly and they need to get in the ring. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. is, it's a necessary thing. So rather they get it out here in a controlled environment you know rather than whatever they're going to do in order to as an outlet mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. you know so uh now one thing that uh that my wife uh <coughs> we had a, a really nice long argument about <laughs> uh, which was which was wonderful was uh she was saying that she wanted to see hot ring boys 
Mm. Now, <laughs> I my uh, what I said was you got to see hot ring boys, and those were the the, the fighters that were fighting, right? These guys are ripped. They're they're out there. They're sweating and they're punching each other in the face. Uh, so that's your eye candy. Uh, and the ring girls were were the the boys' eye candy. And I said, you know, you you ha- you still have probably ninety percent of the crowd is rowdy dudes um, there to, to to watch the thing. Now, I, I love having these discussions with my wife, though. <laughs> the be, uh, legitimately because uh, we we've had a lot of like uh, you know with the Me Too movements and all that kind of stuff. We've had a lot of talk about you know models and things like that like you know you see you see women and you know uh you know and and for us it's it's the discussion that we've always had is all about consent you know if a if a a young lady wants to dress up in like a bathing suit and be a ring girl or be a swimsuit model or etc etc this is all about consent if they want to do it um amazing right Mm -hmm. but she was like why isn't there some equality there now my question to you is have you ever seen uh, skim- scantily clad ring boys with the with the round two round three signs. I can't say I have. I... See, we could again headbutting and ring boys. We could change Kitchener Waterloo in, forever in a banana hammock. <laughs> now you go to a major Muay Thai event. You go to UFC, mm-hmm. and for the first time ever, they blow everyone's mind. And out comes like Enrique, ripped. Banana hammock, round two sign. <laughs> is there mass panic? Is there like what the f- what is happening? Is Joe Rogan like yes, finally <laughs> equality? Equality. <laughs> We're UFC first. Hashtag you know? me. Too. I, I think it has to say like on the back of the card. You know, it'll say round two, and then on the back it has to say like hashtag equality or something like you have to <laughs> know feminism you yeah. have to know what the message is because right. you yeah, just otherwise you're like what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. this is very strange i came here to see a bikini clad girl my yeah. suggestion is that uh, joe rogan come on our show and talk about this very exact <laughs> situation oh I, I i have no doubt he will email or call you tomorrow he probably listens yeah yeah <laughs> number two fan after yeah. you're dead yeah fair enough um so th- now there's a lot of cancellations th- mm-hmm. there is a lot of- how many did you have for this show uh you know i was actually surprised at the amount of cancellations we had because it was on tv <laughs> and yeah. you know um it's but- funny how that didn't matter it, yeah. was, it was weird. Yeah. It, it, for me, it was it was strange. Like we talked to the University of Waterloo fighters, mm-hmm. and uh, their coach was like, "Yeah, they're doing exams. They just don't care." I'm like, well, this is a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. These guys yeah. are going to be doctors soon. Like they don't. Uh, <laughs> they they need to. They need. They don't get punched in the head when they're mm-hmm. about to. But yeah, uh, I think <clears throat> I think we had like well. The whole process, it's like, it does happen very organic, right? So, and I mean, like, trust me, I I have, like, my master list, my secondary list, Mm -hmm. my third and fourth list, and, like, I'm constantly updating and editing, and and what I'm never doing is thinking that anything is set in stone. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Like, I'll constantly be like, oh, I have these two guys matched up. And then, you know, I always have to, like, 
confirm that this camp will confirm it and then in return that this camp confirms it right. <laughs> but then like okay i got these two camps lined up so what'll happen is like maybe i have a third guy that meets the criteria there right so he's kind of in the background mm -hmm. so then like one of these guys for some reason cancels so then i pull that guy in, and then i gotta be like okay now i have this matchup for you do you want it and then they're like yeah we'll take that and then i gotta go back to this one and be like oh this guy pulled out but i have this sub guy mm -hmm. do, do you want that match instead and then they might be like no, I don't want that match. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So then now, now I got these two guys again that have no matches, right? And then I'm just waiting for the third. So it, like, all in all, like, there's cancellations that happen, but then there's matches that get made up, right? So like from the final card, like I think we had three matches. But we had three matches, like, or two of them that were, like, from the show that got canceled, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I think there was three, like, from the show that got canceled that we were able to, like, maybe make up a different match or something. Uh, like, Stefan got canceled, right? John right. Park got canceled. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like someone from Guelph got canceled or something like that, or... Well, yeah, the guy from guy from Guelph blew his knee. Yeah, Ethan. yeah, yeah. 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 Ethan got and the and another guy, Dark from, Side from Double Dragon. Oh yeah, the, old Jeff. Jeff. Jeff yeah. with and, the with the kidney that is not yeah. protected by his rib cage. And then one guy broke his nose from Double Dragon as well. Dark Side pulled one of their guys. Um, so right, like right there, we just named like five or six. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's it's tough. And it's, like those are all matches that we had. That, that went away. That went turned, away. Turned into hot air. We, we might have talked about this, but but Jeff from Double Dragon, he, he you know, now, you know, whether he, he talked to the doctor at the appropriate time or whatever, but when he got told that he couldn't spar even anymore, mm -hmm. he came to the fight and you could tell he was so upset. Do you know what? He was watching those fights. You could tell in his eyes he just wanted to be getting into the ring. Yeah. Like he just, he wanted it, you know, mm -hmm, it had been mm -hmm. something he wanted for a long time. And then the doctor says, I mean, moral of the story is don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. it's a bad well, idea. Stop it. Don't, <laughs> no, don't do, do that. Um, um, yeah. So how did, how did you, uh, I mean, what did you think of, of uh, fight night in general? Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, uh, it definitely... It went smooth. Like I, you know, I've put on a lot of shows or whatever, or like enough shows, mm -hmm. and it that show definitely it was like smooth run on my end. I felt that like you guys ran pretty smooth. Like you guys didn't get in my way. Not that I think thought you were gonna, but, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, I've got it down to a pretty good system now where like I know what to expect and what is going on so yeah. for me the fight night went awesome i mean i thought the crowd was awesome i love the fact that like all the different gyms invested into it mm -hmm. um that yeah. was a big deal so so just to touch on that because because it was not your event mm -hmm. and you weren't going to be sla you your fighters weren't going to be fighting all the thing or everyone what we what we ended up deciding is that each gym should put in a little bit of money 
right. they would receive tickets for the door. So essentially, because because putting on a fight does require an investment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to put the money in, and then you make money on the door. Then the money comes back to you from the ticket mm-hmm. sales. Right. So y- you saying to us, well, look, guys, I mean, I'm organizing the thing, but I'm not I'm not going to put the you know eight grand down for the show to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's not. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't really my show, and we. We were like, well, we don't have we don't have eight grand to put down to onto the show or whatever whatever the the deposit amount was that we needed, and so we went to each gym. We approached each gym. We got about twelve hundred bucks from each gym, mm-hmm. and they put in twelve hundred bucks, and they received forty tickets each. That whatever would make whatever the, whatever the number of tickets was, and that number of tickets would get them their money back. Yeah. So the twelve hundred bucks. So essentially, they weren't putting any money in, but they were helping us by giving us a deposit, so yeah. the, the money that we were able to put the show on. And it really was a community effort. Yeah. Like everybody sort of climbed in and mm-hmm. got involved together. Yeah, so personally, really I great. like. I think that's like, and if you're gonna have say like one driver, um, you know, I thought that that was like the fairest way to do it. Um, and you know, like obviously from my perspective, typically when I have a show, I want to have like, I'm trying to find like five or six, seven fights of my guys so that I know I can sell, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you're doing your own show, it doesn't have to be local guys either. Exactly. So that's because you're, you're kind of bringing everybody out to see your guys. mm -hmm. It's a big event and you can bring people in from all over where we were kind of putting constraints on you. And, and, and again, like all the rigmarole that you had to do was 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 worsened by the fact that we were really <clears throat> trying to get local fights if we could, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. at some point, you, we just couldn't, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and like some of the people, some of the clubs that we were talking to, they were like, well, we've got this great guy, but there's no one in town that can fight this guy, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to put him in this show. We're going to send him off to wherever to mm-hmm. to fight somebody that for a bigger title or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like dealing with those types of constraints, like I, that was a, I thought that was a very good way to overcome that hurdle at least. And, and you know, it makes it a community. It makes everyone accountable. So it was a, a good thing. I I... W- I I think it would be interesting if, if clubs did that more often, right? Like mm-hmm. teamed up in that sort of vein because, mm-hmm. because again, you know, we, you know, even though it was the f- f- six gyms in town that we put on our show, there were still a couple other gyms from around that came. Now, mm-hmm. if they're able to, again, buy tickets and sell and everybody's able to buy in advance, sorry, I keep knocking my thing, but, um, you know, that just, it's less of a burden on the, the main person that's mm-hmm. putting it on, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is good. And you got, it is a community. Like, you can mm-hmm. really tell when you go, it's it's a whole world that you, that someone from the outside, yeah. myself, stepping into this world, I knew nothing about this. I mm-hmm. would have assumed that you guys hate each other. <laughs> but, you know, one, th- one a Wolfgang from, that runs uh, Guelph MMA, uh, when we went to talk to him, he was like, well, why don't you guys just all get in a room and we'll all discuss things and see how mm-hmm. we all want to push forward. We were mm-hmm. like genius because prior to that, we were running out here, running out here, running mm-hmm. out here. And, you know, that day when you guys all got together, <laughs> we were like, okay, well, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really set things in motion. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, it, I mean, everybody seemed to work pretty well, pretty well together. Yeah. 
you know, the one day that we brought all the people to your gym to get some of the special shots, you know, here's a whole bunch of fighters that are going to be punching each other in the face and they're all just sitting in the corner <laughs> chatting and laughing and you yeah. know, waiting for us to do all of our filmmaking, which takes forever. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Nice. So um, you just saw a rough cut of the episode there. How are you, how are you feeling about it? How are you, oh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, right from the beginning, like the first little opening montage, I got the goosebumps. I told you guys. So, and uh, you know, like I said too, it wasn't even my two fighters in that first episode, and I was like totally interested. It was it was funny because you guys were kind of talking. I'm like, hey, quiet, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny. Adrian, now I've seen the show. Man, you guys watched this a million times already. This is my first time. Be quiet. <laughs> okay, good. Adrian's seen it way more than me. I've seen it a lot, and he was like. See, when you're a filmmaker, you got to be careful because when you're a filmmaker, I want to, I want to tell you shut up because because you you see all the mis- you you immediately see all the stuff you've already fixed in version 4. You think, "Oh, I wish I could have done this." So you're you're going like, "And don't worry, this is whatever." And I could see he's like, "Just shh, I just want to hear what's happening here." Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, good. Even even right at the end, uh, you know, I showed uh, my wife and and a couple other people, and and I immediately after the first one, I said, "So, are you ready to watch four more?" And they're like, <laughs> "Yes!" And I was like, "Too bad, <laughs> <laughs> they're not finished yet." Right. Yeah. So uh, so good. I'm I'm really I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, no, I felt I, like I. We don't want to give anything away, but. I found it really interesting because I like I've I know of and I've seen like both those fighters around and it was just like it was interesting getting to know them like from the show and you know like oh I didn't know that about that guy to me he's just that guy from that gym Mm -hmm. you know and uh but then you know oh he actually is like a normal yeah he's like a human yeah 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 yeah. so some of the fighters <laughs> you hang tight. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you you watch all the episodes. You're gonna know who we mean. <laughs> all right, that now, makes me excited. Chris, we have a couple <laughs> questions that we ask all of our guests right mm-hmm. at the end here. Oh yeah. yeah, first are we gonna do trivia? Yeah. Wait, oh, <laughs> amazing. Are we, are we doing trivia first? Let's do trivia question. first because okay. Chris isn't gonna be able to beat us at movie trivia. This no, he, I'm pretty good at movie trivia. Damn it. <laughs> Here's the and problem. this is and this is new questions. These are these are from the we were, we did have questions. Funny, I'll tell you a funny story. We're like God, was I talking? Yeah, it's fine, I mean, you go maybe. ahead. Go ahead. See, first rule of podcast. Yeah, that's right. Cut the personal. <laughs> See, we we think of ourselves as, you know, film buffs. But as it turns out No. We have this we have this We know nothing. It's director's cut, the ultimate movie game. Uh, so we would ask ourselves. But it's older. And when, it's like it's like twenty years old. So it's asking you questions about movies that are like Classics. that we have no idea about. Uh, yeah. I'd probably do the best like eighties and nineties. Oh man, this is it. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do scene it here. Yeah, so this, these know. are new questions. So the the, the game is going to go differently because usually we would not we would not know any questions. We would okay. not know any answers. I don't know how to play this game. So all same. we're gonna all we're gonna do is now you don't look at the answers because you can also <laughs> guess. Okay. okay. But I don't know which which you think we should do. Uh, let's do uh, S or P. 
Yeah, it, I, I let's think do a, P. Anyone, anyone, can anyone. Do that. Okay, yeah. here we go. So let's do. Are we doing P? Sure, let's do P. All right, okay. go go for it. What actor kept Colin Farrell on the line in 2013's Phone Booth? Uh. Oh, Colin Farrell. I mean, I know. I I remember the movie. Uh, Key for Sutherland. I never seen that movie. I'm gonna say like. I, I think I, it's like a black guy, like Jamie Fox or Jamie Fox or uh, Denzel okay. Washington. Okay, I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, son of a gun. <laughs> One I, ne- I never win this game, so here we go. All right, Jason. Okay. Here we go. Um, oh, Muay Thai guy beats us in movie. So do we do? We still are on P. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, and I can just pick whatever one here. No, you, you're gonna you're gonna do both. Oh, okay. So, in Midnight Express, the main character was convicted of drug smuggling in what country? Midnight Express. Let's go with Colombia. France. I'm gonna say Mexico. Nice, probably Thailand. Good call. Go. Turkey. So no one gets it? Nobody knows. Alright, here we go. So what do I do with this? Yeah, you just throw them in the garbage. Okay. Oh, are we keeping these now? Not the garbage. Oh, (laughs) right. Recycling. They're paper. No, there are other questions on there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Here we go. Sylvester Stallone starred in a porno movie before he hit it big. Fact or fiction? Fact. I'll say fiction. Oh, come on. It's a fact. <laughs> I'll say fact, too. You can't say fact. It's a fact. It is a oh, fact. Oh, now yeah. I know what porno I need to watch. <laughs> I know what my Google search is going to be after this episode. Yeah. Porno? But that's not nothing to do with the question. That's just what you normally... <laughs> just the no matter search. what happens after trivia, I'm going to win. I'm going to watch porno. Oh, um, right, sure. John Candy, Rick Moranis, Andrea Martin, and Eugene Levy all got their start on SCTV, a Canadian comedy show. Yeah. What does SC stand for? I really feel like you guys should know this. Hmm. Silly Canadians. I was going to go with smart Canadian. I was totally thinking something more technical, but I don't know. Second City. Ah. The comedy club in Toronto. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're still under P? We're still under P, but for the record, just in case anyone's counting, I'm winning. (laughs) By one. By one. I mean, that's all it takes. Name the actress who has been romantically linked to Brent Spinner. Timothy Dalton and Ted Danson. Rebecca Romaine Stamos. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Um, (gasps) Timothy. Yeah, that's crazy. You don't know who that is. Um, Isn't Brent Spinner like the guy from Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah, Data. Data. He's a player. He wasn't never going out with Rebecca, but or Stamos. What's her name? Rebecca Romine. Uh, like I know I recognize the name and I'd recognize her face, but I don't know. Ted Danson. I'm gonna say Kimberly. Uh, 
Kim Basinger. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say Neve Campbell. Oh man, no ways. No, I know, I know. There's no ways. All I right. don't know the answer. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. What? <laughs> I actually knew that Whoopi Goldberg was linked to Ted Danson. Friends well, you should you yeah. should have thought because I she should've. was on the Star Trek. <gasps> they were getting it on in the holodeck. Oh, they were. Data and Guinan. Oh my God! Amazing. That's hot. Okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> It's the suits. The suits are hot. The suits are hot. <laughs> you gotta go for Troy. Yeah, fair enough. Counselor In 1989, Troy. Michael Keaton portrayed. Come on. Batman. Well, I gotta finish the question. In 1989, Michael Keaton portrayed a superhero that protected this city. Gotham. Gotham. I mean, so that's one each. That's so one each. we gotta go one more time. Deal breaker or the, the breaker. <clears throat> here we go. Okay, here we go. Name the first woman to direct a film that grossed more than a hundred million dollars at the box office. Now, bear in mind this is probably before Wonder Woman. Okay, so, sorry, say that question again. So, name the first woman to direct a film that grossed more than a hundred million at the box office. And this is before Sophia Coppola. Probably mm. a good decision. I'm gonna go with Reese Witherspoon. Mm. Reese Witherspoon for Legally Blonde. Wow. She that's... directed Legally Blonde. I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. I've seen that movie a lot. It's, good. Just it's a good film. Know. Never seen it. Oh, it's good stuff. For, Reese, for various reasons. Could be Reese Witherspoon's <laughs> best movie. For now sure. I gotta watch it. It's awesome. Okay, I'm drawing blanks for female directors. Penny Marshall. It was Penny Marshall. For Big. Oh, that's her. Penny that Marshall. is Penny Marshall for Wonder Woman. Yeah. But for Big. What is wow. Big? Tom yeah, Hanks. with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Shoot. All right. So this sh one might be up your guys' uh, alley here. Yes. Name, name the actor who has been romantically linked to Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Shit. Brad Spiner. <laughs> yeah. Elle <laughs> McPherson and Madonna. Name the actor who is... Damn. Willem Dafoe to Madonna. Madonna, you think Madonna would, would kiss Willem Dafoe? Would give him one? Have you seen Body of Evidence? <laughs> uh, I don't think that was Willem Dafoe, but that's my guess. You think Madonna would kiss Willem Dafoe? No. Sacrilege. Ella McPherson. Who's the guy? Who's the bad guy in Wild Things? Uh, his name starts Timothy with a D. Timothy Dalton. No, it doesn't start with the D. Doesn't his name? I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, he He's was also a... in something about Kevin Mary. Bacon? No, no, something about Mary. He's also in something about Mary. Mm. Um, I used to be better at movie trivia. I okay, say. I'm gonna take pick that guy. Okay. I don't know what his name is. I have no clue. I was going to say Seal. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. That's not who we were thinking of, though. Not at all. My sh favorite Sean Penn movie these days is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. He's in it for about five seconds. The greatest performance ever. <laughs> Where he's in that picture and he does the little thing. Come to me, Walter Mitty. All right, Walter here we go. Mitty. 
Charlie Chaplin's remains were stolen and held for ransom. Fact or fiction? I mean, it seems fact. like that's got to be a fact. I'm going to go with fact. That's yeah, that's a fact. Why not? Okay, so this show's got to be over. It's a tiebreaker. Good job, everyone. Way to go. Not garbage? Okay. Well, no, you, you actually won because you would have got your question right as well. So I mean, you would have gone will, to two and we would have I gone will to I will 100% take the win, no matter what yeah, happens. Just Here's the thing. Shut your mouth. When the rounds are close... But at the end, the referee holds one person's hand up. You don't. You don't go. Listen, it was close. Uh, I don't need to accept the win. You just take the win and move on. That's my understanding. Yeah. All right. So here's here's our here's our other question. Um, Chris, uh, Desert Island movies. So, uh, what are your three movies that you would? They don't have to be your favorite movies of all time, but movies that you watch over and over and over again forever this is now your mic since that one the batteries have died oh so just three movies that i watch over and over again what are the three movies that you take with you to a desert island that you would be okay watching again and again Mm. my understanding is there's a sylvester stallone porno movie out there (laughs) (laughs) no that was arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) ah man I don't even know. I, you know, honestly, I like stopped watching movies so long ago. I feel terrible right now. Um, or TV show. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV either. But um, have you seen a movie? The last movie I seen was Avengers. That was pretty good. But I don't know if I'd watch it over and over again. I'm just thinking of movies that I have watched over and over again. I've watched. Uh, <laughs> Funny enough, I've watched The Notebook. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> movie. That is a great. That's cool, man. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, it's like, why don't you? Why don't you, why you come you try and to make fun of me? Well, yeah, why, why don't you come over to TKO, the gym that I own, and come and tease me in the in the ring? Hi, I'm Chris Gregg at Chris Crew Chris Gregg on Twitter. And uh, my favorite movie is The Notebook. I well, I know what. Maybe not that I would watch it over and over again, but one movie I really liked growing up was Kickboxer, the mm-hmm. Van Damme movie. Mm-hmm. So that greatest that, Muay Thai movie of that, all time. That has like a lot of inspirational spots in it, and um, you know I'm all about like when I do watch movies, I like the kind of like sci-fi or like the ones that like leave you thinking at the end. You know, um, I'm just trying to think of like one that would be really good but dirty dancing havana nights yeah <laughs> some, some something along uh the lines of uh a thinking movie like uh maybe not like donnie darko you know i haven't even seen donnie darko but i've heard it's pretty good but yeah but like <clears throat> like for instance like say the matrix right mm-hmm. like if you just left the matrix at the very first matrix like that could go anywhere in your mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. yeah right? but then they made the sequels and then it was like oh that's where you guys were going with that that's yeah. not where i wanted to go yeah but uh so the matrix, so the matrix without the rest just the matrix but i don't think i would pick that one because i've already seen it enough times you know? mm-hmm. um, i'm just trying to think of like the last movie i watched that like 
blew made, your mind. Yeah, it made me think, but that's why I don't watch movies anymore because they just don't blow my mind anymore. Maybe you guys should hook we'll me up try. with some movies we should, we should that I should watch. We should give that some serious yeah. consideration. What was the last movie that blew your mind? <sighs> I'll tell you the last movie that that uh, I came out of the movie theater with that kind of um, ecstatic feel. Yeah. You know, like it didn't it didn't blow my mind. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I got to think about the the movie that I thought about the most. And we talked about this ages ago, but the movie that I, I thought about and thought about and thought about was um, It Follows. Mm-hmm. Have you seen It Follows? No. Yeah, It Follows is good. You should you should give that a watch. That'll I, I thought about that one a lot. I thought about Mother a lot. Yeah, so, so I would say the last movie that really got me talking and thinking was Mother because I came out of that movie hating it. Yeah. And then I, I as I talked through it, I, mm. I changed my opinion. And I decided that maybe it was genius. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. maybe he was smarter than what it seems like when you're watching the movie. You're like, this is just dumb, stupid crap. But when you come out and, and I thought about it, yeah, it kind of, kind of rocked my world a little bit. Yeah, the movie uh, that the movie that I came out of the theater just like so happy about, so full of like that. That's what a movie was all about. Is Ready Player One. Ready Player One, and I was gonna say I that. Fucking love that. So movie. it just depends, like what kind of what 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 kind of mind you want to have blown, mm-hmm. because Ready Player One, in terms of being like an action adventure, like there were points when I was watching that where like I just like the the giant gorilla was like hopping along the buildings as this guy's driving his car as fast as he can. And I and I realized at the end of the sequence that I wasn't really breathing. I was like, <laughs> you know, Ready so Player awesome. One is that like a, an Steve, action movie? Or? Yeah, it's Steven Spielberg's latest action movie. Okay, so it's it, just come out probably a couple months ago. So I think it's Blu-ray soon, and let me tell yeah. you, it's I like, mean, it's just it's just like good fun action. Mm-hmm. Like you you're not going to be thinking about it afterwards. Like in terms of like oh that really like. But like just good, clean fun. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch that uh, show on Netflix? It's Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Seen all of them. Yeah, I haven't seen all of them, but I started watching that, and that has some pretty good concepts that will like make you think. They, after. some yeah. of them mess you that's, up. That's mm-hmm. a really good show because they ask some really <laughs> tough questions mm-hmm. about about the life that we're living and where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the decisions. What What would you say? Uh, well, I'll, let me just tell you, I, I, the the one that messed me up the most, I think, was the B one. Do you remember that one? I d- I've only seen the first two mm-hmm. series, uh, the seasons, okay. which I think was only like eight episodes or something. Because yeah, yeah, the first are two sure. are only four. So th- do you remember the one I'm talking about? The the B <clears throat> one. Just, yeah. just remind there's me. An ep- there's an episode where they go, okay. Um, how did it work? Oh yeah, we're on Twitter. We're yeah, on Twitter. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone on Twitter today gets to do hashtag kill this person. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> you can then the... whoever you can say whoever you want, but what they do is the person that gets the most hashtag kill this guy, the... they're gonna kill him. In and now they don't know how they die. Mm. You find out later on, but nobody knows how they die, but they just die, right? Yeah. And so it becomes this thing. Oh, ho, ho. we did hashtag kill this guy and he died. So now we're going to hashtag kill this person. And the way it works is if no one does a hashtag kill somebody, 
they pick a random person, they kill that person every day. Every day they're going to kill somebody new. That is crazy. It, yeah. it was really fucked up because you're like, I could see that happening because assholes on the internet would 100% be like, oh, hashtag kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. And somebody would die every day. Right, and it went on for like I can't remember how long it went on for in the show. It was like a couple weeks or a month, and every day somebody mm-hmm. was getting killed by this yeah. game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's yeah. it's sick, but do you you're know like, oh, I could see this happening. Do you know what the one that messed me up the most of the Black Mirror series is? All of a sudden, these guys get locked into this game, so they start getting text messages. They're like, "You got to go here. You got to uh, go here. Otherwise, we will release this information." Right, and the every like a whole group of players get locked into this this game because they've all done something morally wrong, and the character that we're following, we don't really know what he's done, and we're like just you know, just like who cares? Yeah. Just walk away, you know what I mean? And then as you get on, you you kind of right at the end, you figure out what this guy's done, and it's that one. I was like, because I was so pissed off throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't he just? It's fine. Just, just leave the game. Mm-hmm. Let right. them put what you what you did on. You know, it can't be that bad. And then the the ball drops, or the and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Maybe man. he's not so innocent. He's not so. <laughs> yeah. That episode is great. That was a that was a hard episode as well. I've actually really enjoyed almost all of them. I don't mm-hmm. think there's been a one that I've been like, this was dumb. Yeah, because they do just genius things. Yeah. Now, did you know that the series is written when it comes up? It's written by a single guy. I did not know that. When you when you watch it, it's mm-hmm. usually it's one name written by. Hmm. Like I think there's but a one, different it, guy or just no, it's the same guy same each guy time. Each time, yeah. Like, that, there's and he might have like I don't know if he has people underneath him writing. It it would be really interesting because that's a lot of concept to come out mm-hmm. of one brain, man. That's yeah, a lot of, brain of like work. it kind of all follows the same sort of like social media future tech, mm-hmm. but it's not coming from like like I guess that's the same angle, but there's a lot of different like perspectives, right? So to come from one person, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. And I think the, the <clears throat> when I saw it the first the first season, I thought what was genius about it was, and maybe they've kind of changed it as the seasons been going, but the first couple episodes. It's like the tech is there. It's very futuristic in some cases, but they never really focus on like the story is not about the technology. It's mm-hmm. about how the it, people. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's really about how people are fucked up in general, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you remember the one where it's like the rice in their head and they can they can go back and see oh, everything man. they've ever yeah, seen? Yeah. So he just he just obsesses about this one moment with this his girlfriend his girlfriend and his his wife and his her ex boyfriend right and he's able to rewind it and replay it. rewind it and replay it becomes obsessed 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 and it ends up ruining yeah yeah good it's, it's good great. stuff yeah anyways okay listen guys i gotta go to bed <laughs> get the out of my house get the <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> this is how all of our shows end now actually we've actually started to try to keep our shows to a half hour so this is a special one hour and a half episode, uh, almost. You maybe you should split them into. What? Yeah. All right. You gotta do another introduction. <laughs> episode. Uh, do you know what? I, I would have just shut it down. Chris is over here telling us what we did 
you know, <laughs> do another introduction. You're right, we do. I'm surprised we didn't think about no, that. No, we're still in part one. Part two. Just pick it up where you left off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You need to go sit in the corner and be like, on this episode, if you could remember what's happened last time. No, you're not going to do that. Well, that's that's it for our show. Again, thanks, Chris. Like you guys are gonna, you're Thank gonna you. see, you're gonna see Chris uh, in a couple different episodes because he's got uh, two, two of the episodes have his fighters, uh, have his fighters. Yeah, so Dan and Justin, he he's gonna be intermixed and in telling his story about his gym and how he feels about Muay Thai and all that kind of stuff. But you know, thanks for coming on the show and walking us through that stuff. And and of course, just you know. Uh, you're welcome back on our show to talk more shit about whatever. Never, <laughs> oh, like a month ago, we sat down to talk and Chris talked our ear off about Naruto for like <laughs> three hours. So we could probably talk about that again. But, um, but anyways, yeah, again, thanks. Thanks for just helping us get the show going. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a, a huge success and we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But uh, thanks for being a part of the whole shebang. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being a part of the whole shebang, so thank you. Cool. Yeah. All right. Adios, muchachos. Uh, dream big. Work hard. Thanks for watching First Frames First. Yes. First Frames First. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.